Hello, darlings. Bunny Galore here, the queen of the cult movies, and welcome. You are checking into the horror motel. It might be April now, but it feels like the dead of winter still. I think hopefully maybe it will brighten up soon. But I have the sunshine in my life, the sugar in my coffee, the honey on my pancakes. It's the one and only Alison June Smith. Oh my God, I'll honey your pancake anytime you want, my love. Oh, you do the best intros. I need to like research and write out good intros for you because I feel you are getting the the unhoneyed pancake version of the intro sometimes. I don't know so. where that came from, but it was a little bit like uh, the voices. I um, really I, like it. I think the honey, I know where the honey came from. One, because you're still in Canada. You're still being glamorous and international. <laughs> and I've been in episode one or two. Um, but I have got my passport. And all my, you know what? I take that back. I almost tried to be cool a couple of nights ago. My mate's just gone over to Tenerife. Uh, Daryl, I work with him on a, on a musical in the West End, and he, he he's from Scotland, but he's in Tenerife at the moment. Very last minute trip, and I thought, okay, I'm going to do it. I've got I've got this today, and I've got some stuff on tomorrow. I think I can fly out tomorrow on Saturday. I could do this. <laughs> You know those friends that you see go, what am I like? I was like, you know, <laughs> I decided to go to Magaluf tomorrow. I'm on a donkey. Look at me. What am I like? Um, that never happens to me because I suddenly remembered it's the Easter. When we were recording this, it we're going into Easter. Therefore, the prices have tripled. <laughs> and I was like, oh, damn it. So my, my, my plans of flying to Tenerife tomorrow have completely uh, gone out the window. And then I remembered the other 74 things I had booked in my diary that I haven't written down and went, oh, sugar, that actually means I couldn't have gone really because I had quite a few different things on. But yeah, so, so he's having a sunny old time and it's tsunami weather here in London. <laughs> what is uh, It never ends, right? Look, I'm in Toronto still and I got to say at this point, it's, it's the same thing. Sometimes we get some sun, but then it just goes away. Yeah. It, it's not, it's We've that time of minutes year now. where you are in the world. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And the other reason I was thinking yeah. about uh, Honey is because you remind me of just two films I've seen lately. Uh, one is Cocaine Bear, uh, which uh, oh, which isn't a horror, so I suppose we can't really cover it as such, but it was gloriously fun. Uh, it takes about the first was half it? an hour to get into it, but it's it's everything you want and more when it gets when it gets going. I feel like the first half is a bit of a slow set setup. But like Megan, it was a little bit like, well, you have to kind of get into it, and then all hell breaks loose. Yeah. So a bit like with Megan, it kind of really we we have to establish why it is the bear is on cocaine, and then we go from there. Yes, because so. it's again, it's based on a true story that they, they this cocaine had fallen from a plane in the eighties, and they found a bear actually dead from the cocaine overdose weeks later so which i didn't realize that bit was true i knew about the the cocaine going missing and falling out the plane back in the day but i didn't realize that, that it actually happened at a bed od'd in the woods and this is a riff on and can we make that a warning everyone if a bear can't handle cocaine i'm just saying everyone <laughs> i'm just saying a bear um, okay, and then the other movie. Tell Another them the other movie that you saw. That is yeah. Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey. I watched. That. I put myself through that. Oh my goodness! Now I am the queen of the cult movies. I host bad movies. This. <laughs> oh my god, this is like, and I've been into independent movies, so I know a lot about independent horror movies. Uh, and I, you know, I've been to screenings of friends' movies. Uh, it, because I don't know any on this company, I feel fine to talk about 
it's it's not the best movie I've ever seen, put it that way. It does have some interesting sections. It has some very interesting kills, some very good, yeah. which is, you know, in a horror movie, quite an important thing. They seem to have forgotten about any reality and credibility and acting and script. Well, but, I mean, but it we're looks good. It's a killer version of Winnie the Pooh. So yeah. I think we all expectations of. Yeah, I think yeah, the reality of it is quite hard because you just get Winnie the Pooh and Piglet and they look like um, they look like in Doctor Who, the new revival, there's some Dalek um, minions, which is like a pig mask in overalls. And obviously they've really spent a lot of money. And I've worked on the Doctor Who live show. We use those masks and they're really scary up close. And they're kind of, but with real clothes, they have overalls, obviously the money to well, no, in the in the Doctor Who episode, but uh, as you know, the classic, you know, classic era and the modern era are still very much like that. So it looks quite scary in Doctor Who, and it really scary in real life. And the character in the live show was actually really nice. But when I ever showed photographs that to people, were like, oh, "That's terrifying! What's that?" When he's really nice, he's like this, you know, scrap dealer character, wheeler dealer character, and so you have to hear his voice. So that was still scarier than the characters in Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey. Um, there's a great opening scene. Uh, uh, they kind of tell the story of how you get to Winnie the Pooh and being uh, a serial killer, uh, but in animation, quite sketchy animation. So you start with, um, you know, you know, and you know, Christopher Robin found these characters, and you know, they were friends forever. And then Christopher had to leave because he grew up, and then they got hungry, <laughs> and they ate. Eeyore. <laughs> it's like, oh my God. Now that, the animation of it is actually really cool. If that, I could deal with the whole film being that, or a short film. Probably. Being animated. You would rather an animated rather than animated killer than Winnie the Pooh. Yeah, because yeah. it kind of suspends the disbelief. To them, then, then they kind of look like they've got, it's just real people with masks on. And it's like, well, it the, how do you know? They just look human with masks and they don't look like the animals. I thought it was going to be a bit more like, I thought it was going to be a bit more tongue in cheek. I thought it'd be a bit more like, um, uh, oh God, Banana Splits movie. So the you know, costume uh, yes, characters yeah. going crazy. I could deal with that. I suppose they're trying to not get sued. <laughs> and I appreciate, you know what, though, did, did Winnie talk? Winnie doesn't talk. Is he? Apparently, no, I I don't. I, I I watched an interview and it says that he has one line. I don't remember that one line. I and I, I watched. I'm pretty sure I watched the whole thing. I might have I lost. Think when they first did it, he talked, but but they decided to not use the way they could get around doing the horror version of Winnie the Pooh was if they didn't use his voice. So that's why Winnie. Like I don't know exactly what the the but they couldn't have him talk. Um, and people were up in arms. People were up in arms about this. How dare you? That's a national treasure, which made me love it even more. Is it I more mean, yet? I know have you seen it's garbage, yet? but I cannot wait. No, no, I'm so definitely seeing that and Cocaine Bear. Yeah, I think yeah. Cocaine Bear is a I'm better movie. See it, definitely see it. You don't have to convince me. Yeah, exactly. I want to see that trash. I'm going to enjoy every second of it. It's a no. I think yeah. definitely watch. <laughs> Can't quite believe I watched it. Um, it's um, it is <laughs> it is bizarre. Um, I uh, where the cocaine bear is tongue firmly in cheek, uh, and 
and quite hair, you know, but it's that's not trying to be a horror movie per se. It's more of a what would you call that? A thriller? I don't know what you'd call that. A thriller. Um, yeah. A comedy thriller, I guess. Um, whether this is trying this it doesn't have the right sense of humor. Also, I don't know where Christopher Robin the actor that plays Christopher Robin is from. He's not he sounds European. So it's that, that probably not too picky. Yeah, uh, yeah. Yes, the, the cast do seem to come from some. I did because I'm not actually. I'm not. I, I didn't really know where the film was was shot. So I'm. I'm guessing it's a Euro horror. Um, <laughs> I could begin to. That's the, the European. That's the Europe's response to Brexit. They made uh, the. <laughs> they just maybe watch. <laughs> but it's... like you know what, we're going to take one of their icons. But with, I was so on board with um, Banana Splits, the movie. I think that is hilariously terrifying. I think it kind of helps with that film. We all remember the title sequence. Remember the, the, what they look like, the song that is the title sequence, and that is about it. We don't really mm -hmm. remember the TV show very clearly. Even I don't, and it's very much my era. Um, whether with the we all have... You know, I don't know, I... I'm not a great fan, particularly of that movie, or of obviously the Disney one, or even the books. It wasn't something I grew up with per se, so I don't have a. I never even attachment. heard of it till I moved here to move to the yeah, UK. I'd never even heard of Banana Splits. Oh no, sorry, of 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 Winnie the Pooh. I mean, of Winnie the Pooh. Oh, Winnie the Pooh. Yeah, I had. Yeah. I I didn't grow up with Winnie the Pooh, and I didn't really. I'm not a great affection for it, like some people do. I, I, Alice in Wonderland. Yes. Um. Yeah, Beatrice Potter. I'd probably a bit more Aenid Blyton, I guess. We forgot how problem and all these people are problematic nowadays, aren't they? I mean, all that stuff about yeah. Roald Dahl. It's like uh, finally go. Oh, we're gonna, you know, we're gonna make it completely sanitized, which is very hard work with Roald Dahl because there's quite a lot of there's some things that need to be changed. I think they already have been changed a while ago. Uh, but if you start being very sanitized with Roald, it's such a there's such a um, underlying. Um, insanity of that that if you start interfering with it too much you might well you might as well just not do it really um absolutely because there's there's uh, i'm not saying there's not good reasons sometimes but uh but the, it is what it is it is what it is really but yeah, so i don't know it's about children's authors naming no names of she who shall not be named um but um uh, uh it's <laughs> They all seem to be quite problematic, don't they? I'm trying to think of one that isn't really out. No, they, it's all, there's non-stop problems. Yeah, exactly. So. Well, so I yes. love that this, this week we did kind of like a mini review of a couple mini other movies yes. before we get into our actual movie. Uh, but for those of you who have not seen them, uh, much like me, uh, I hope you're excited to see Cocaine Bear. And, oh, definitely uh, go and see Cocaine Bear. Uh, go and see, uh, I think they're both yeah. available streaming, so uh, and go, go and see. <laughs> the blue blood. Let us know what you think. What, let us know, let us know what you think. Become a patron. Share your share your knowledge with us, and yes. let us know what you think. Because uh, you because we do. Uh, we always I always forget to plug it. You do such a better. Oh plug. gosh, yes. Become a patron now. If you'd like to yeah. uh, send us some uh, suggestions for, uh, for reviewing films, and if you'd like to see the video versions of our antics, um, international antics, international antics. Uh, then find us on Patreon. The link is in the bio, and or you can just type in Horror Motel. Um, so, yeah, so there's a lot of new films out. There's a new movie out at the moment, the sixth installment of a particular 
infamous line of movies and it is Scream 6. So we thought uh, here at the Horror Motel, myself and Alison would go back and watch the very first one back to 1996. So Alison, do you like scary movies? what's your favorite one look if you don't know the scream movies what rock have you been living under i mean especially uh, our generation and below i think it's very hard to sort of not know the scream movies uh partly because there was originally three starting 96 the scream 2 scream 3 and then there's uh i I think it's a a good 10 12 years later the scream 4 isn't there uh, yeah, I can't remember when Scream Four comes out, and now and then there's been a new wave of them with Scream Five uh, about a year or so ago, and now Scream Six. Uh, all of which I love them all. I always I have problems remembering Scream Two for some reason. Scream Three everyone remembers because it's Parker Posey's in there, and uh, and Courtney uh, Cox's hair cut is the, the very infamous, very short fringe. And four came back with you know really well, and I, and I really enjoyed yeah. five as well. So I'm enjoying these new ones. Um, uh, I can't wait to see. I haven't seen Scream Six yet. I've been meaning, been waiting for you know, a, a nice gentleman to take me and like so I can cuddle up and watch a scary movie with him. But no one's no one's asked. Um, <laughs> not yet. Not yet. Not yet. Um, just dragging him off the streets nowadays. That's it's come to that, Addison. Um, so I need to go and see. Um, but Scream, the original Scream, is 1996. It has a plethora of stars in. I will uh, I will look at my notes to kind of make sure I get everybody. Neve Campbell, Courtney Cox, David Arquette, uh, Drew Barrymore in a, such a sw- switcheroo role. Uh, Rose McGowan, I love Rose McGowan. Um, some great, great people in there. I, uh, Matthew Lillard, I think, is particularly, and uh, I can't, I'm not, I never actually tried to... Um, Say uh, Billy Loomis's real name, Ske- uh, Skeech Urich. I-, I hope I've said that right. I've never. That's good. You did a good job. Yeah, Skeech. I-, I don't know how you. That's quite an unusual name, isn't it? I remember being. I wasn't. I was going to a convention. I wasn't appearing at it, but Matthew Lillard was there. And he was apparently such fun to have a meet and greet with or and sign autograph. He was mm. doing it because he's been in a lot of movies and he does that. Uh, uh, you know, he plays Shaggy in the Scooby Doo movies as well. With um, that is such a great lineup, of course. Uh, du- uh, no, is this right? Is it directed by Wes Craven and written? Yes. Yeah, it's the White Ray Round, isn't it? Yes. Uh, so, and for a little movie, well, I mean, it was still it cost about fifty million. It's made a hundred and seventy three million uh, on, and I'm sure a lot more in you know people renting it now. Uh, oh my god, yeah. It it's very famous because at that point in ninety six. We'd had some great horror movies in the 80s and particularly the rise of from the late 70s into the 80s of the slasher movie with Friday the 13th and Halloween and many, 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 many sequels and uh, offshoots from that. But by the mid 90s, uh, certainly by the early 90s, the, the slasher movie had kind of eaten itself slightly. It had become a little bit uh, trite and a bit predictable. So this movie comes along and it involves a load of teenagers that uh, Neve Campbell's character has, her mother has been killed a year beforehand and suddenly a, a whole slew of, not copycat killers, but there's a masked killer on the loose and starts killing her friends. The biggest surprise is on the posters, uh, Drew Barrymore, who is, she's still a big star now, 
Uh, and she was then, as she always will be. My man, I absolutely love the Drew Barrymore show at the moment. I me too. Yeah. Show. I I think she is. She's always been royalty to me, but particularly at the moment. Uh, but she's a big star. She's on the poster, and she the opening infamous scene is her alone at home cooking popcorn in a blonde bob wig, and a white jumper and uh, and a white top. And she's uh, she's she gets an anonymous phone call. A very flirty phone call. She starts flirting back, and then it gets very serious that the guy is threatening, and her boyfriend is outside tied up. And if she doesn't answer these questions correctly, uh, he will be killed. She doesn't get the questions right, and uh, and it's self-referential because it's referencing horror movies. There, it's saying who was the killer in in the first Friday the Thirteenth movie, and it's and it's not Jason, is it? It's the mother. Uh, is that right? Yes, it is. Oh, gosh. Yep. <laughs> if I get it wrong, is someone going to attack me? Um, yeah. Ah, um, and then she is chased down and killed in the opening scenes. And the biggest shock, because you presume Drew Barrymore is going... To, oh, by the way, sorry, spoilers, but it was 96. If you spoilers, haven't. everyone. We're it, assuming you've yeah, seen it. But it's yeah, not. it's like... But because it's the opening 10 minutes, it's I think everyone knows how Drew Barrymore gets killed. Uh, and it's so heartbreaking because the parents come back and they don't quite see her and it's like and it's possibly one of the being greatest on the phone murdered on the phone you can still they can still hear her when they tried to phone for the police um, it's one of the most famous opening scenes of any movie I think uh, I still can't yeah. that, that weird popcorn um, thing that she puts on the uh, on the hob that blows up into this balloon of tin foil that cooks the pot form, which obviously we never knew in the UK. We didn't know what that was. Did you never have Jiffy Pop? You never had No, Jiffy is that what it's called? Is that Jiffy Pop? That's oh, Jiffy I knew Pop. what it, I've heard of that. I just didn't realise that's what it was. Oh my goodness. Yeah. No, we, no, we didn't have that here. Well, I never. Yeah. A deprived child, I never had it here. Um, <laughs> so, uh, it, it, but it, it it's because it's getting bigger and like, the, the, it racks up the tension even more, doesn't it? You, you know something's going wrong because this thing's beginning to overheat uh do you remember if you saw it at the cinema Alison? no i'm glad you asked me this because i was like where did you see it i yeah. remember i saw it i rented it on vhs yeah. that's right everyone it was some of you may not know if you're a young listener but before there were dvds before there was streaming there was dvds and before there was dvds there was a thing called vhs, VHS. which was like a cassette tape version of a movie Yes. And I remember I went and I rented it and I watched it in my basement. Uh, I still remember clearly the VHS box. In fact, I was mm. going to ask you, do you have a DVD version or a VHS version somewhere behind you? Because I would not be surprised if you owned a copy. I can't remember if I actually own a copy of it. Now, I think, I think I've think i kind of skipped to digital, I think, um, with the screen movies. Uh, because I think, I, I think I've always lived with people that had copies. Isn't that weird? It had flat checks yeah. that had copies. So I don't think, and I think I did the same thing. I don't think, I'm pretty sure I didn't see it at the cinema. We rented it, I think it 96. Oh my gosh. And it kills me because a lot of my friends were born that year. Or 90, some of them, 98. Um, I won't allow any friends past the millennium. Um, <laughs> uh, but 96 is when I moved to London. So I'm pretty sure I was living with a group of actors that I went to drama school with, but they were the year above me. So they'd already lived in London for a year. But my summer 96, I um, moved to London. And it's what funny what you remember. I can still remember one of my flatmates, Natalie, at the time. We went. It was kind of always the same. Full bedroom house, 
same three people, but the fourth bedroom was almost like the guest star bedroom because there would be whoever was coming into town to do a West End show or, or, or come away from tour and come back into town. So there was always like a fourth um, guest star role in those three years of living in uh, in South London. Uh, she'd asked me to go, oh, could you record this new sitcom? It's called Friends. <laughs> I'd never heard of it because I'd been at drama school and season two had just started. So I can still remember when I first watched Friends. It was that night, episode two of season two, I think it is. Uh, it's two or three anyway, but um, I always remember because I was then trying to figure out who was who by watching this random episode. Going like, also, oh, Courtney Cox is David Schwimmer's brother. Their brother and sister, the two boys are they a couple? Oh no, they're they're, they're flatmates. And uh, you know, and oh, Russ likes uh, oh he, Russ likes uh, Rachel likes Ross, but Ross has got this new girlfriend, and I hadn't realised he spent the whole of season one liking Rachel, all that sort of stuff. So, um, but we must have watched uh, Scream. Uh, I think because of Courtney Cox, I would have, I would have thought. Um, absolutely loving it. Absolutely love this film. Uh, I oh, think it's, it's so clever. Good. It's the self-referential about other horror movies. It, it says the rules, you know, you, you can't have sex. You can't do drinking drugs. Uh, you can't say, I'll be right back. Otherwise, you won't be right back because you'll be murdered. That happens to Rose McGowan. And that's such a shame. Cause, and I love the fact, I, I'd forgotten rewatching it for this. I'd forgotten that Rose goes, oh, please don't, you know, the, the, she thinks someone's dressing up for a laugh and doesn't realise it's the real thing. goes, oh, please don't kill me. I want to be in the sequel. And just all that self-referential stuff and still be scary and still be thrilling and, you know, uh, and be a runaround is just so clever. I think that's still... I, unfortunately, now I've seen it so many times, it's not as scary. I, I don't... I know, I know what's coming, so I, I, I don't find it as scary because I have seen it many, 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 many times. Uh, but is it still glorious? Yes. What great casting. What oh. great script. What great direction. I, st I think... I never used to quite understand why the killers do, uh, do what they do, do it. Um, uh it, I think it was a bit... I, I didn't quite understand it because I think it, they they rush over the explanation a little bit, but after we've watched it so many times now and it's a thread that goes through the other movies um, that it kind of makes sense now. At the time, I remember going, well, I don't quite understand what's happening, but I don't care. I'm having far too much fun. Um, what a great film. What a great, great film. Such, such a good film. Some interesting facts. Mm -hmm. I did a bit of research because I love learning about this. First off, I want to point out Nev Campbell, Canadian actress, always need to point out when someone's Canadian because nobody ever identifies Canadians. They just warm from the north. Nev is Canadian, everyone. I did not know that. Need did not Nev. know that. Yeah. Love she her. She is Love Canadian, her. and she Fabulous. is so good. Um, Drew Barrymore, as you mentioned in the beginning, killed off right away. And actually, she was offered the part of Sydney, which is Neve, Nev Campbell's uh, mm. part. But Drew Barrymore herself thought it would be far more shocking and far more exciting for the audience if she was killed off right away. Oh so gosh. Drew Barrymore actually had the opportunity to play the Sydney role, but thought, no, 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 it'll give the movie more shock if I'm killed oh right away. Gosh. So she made that choice. That was absolutely her, which I thought was so lovely. I was like, isn't that nice? The killer's voice, um, Jack, oh, I didn't look, write down his first name, last name Jackson. He has had numerous other voice acting credits, but he was actually the monkey villain, Mojo, in the animated series, The Powderpuff Girls. I don't know if anyone, Powerpuff, Power 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 Puff, not Powder, Powerpuff. Power so Powerpuff Girls, was yes. the villain, yeah, Powerpuffs, 
which I thought was very interesting. Also, the mask. I don't know. Do you know the story of the mask and how the mask was chosen? No, I don't. I probably have heard that story, but I don't remember. Obviously, the the William Shatner uh, Halloween mask I know very well, but um, I don't know that one. Ooh. Is it something that... So the mask, it's interesting, the mask itself. So they had a hard time figuring out what we want this killer to look like. So it was like, you know, they were like that. So then they found on location, when they were on location, a scout found the ghost face mask in like a crate in just like where they were storing some of the stuff where they were filming. And this, this scout pulled it out and said, hey, what about this? It is actually the mask of the iconic, you know, the... The, the, the scream. Scream. It's the scream. Yes. Yeah. And so they were like, oh, my God, this is perfect. So what they did is they then took it to their um, department and they said, can you use this for inspiration? So they tried to design a bunch of masks like it, but nothing really worked. So in the end, you know what they did? They were like, huh, they bought the rights to that particular mask. So even though it was, uh, sorry, that was my phone that went off in the middle there. Live recording, everyone. Uh, so even We're though, live. yeah, it was already a made product. They just purchased the uh, rights to that particular Scream Halloween mask, uh, which I thought was very smart. So after trying to design it, they were like, no, let's just buy the rights to this you know, sometimes mask. I think that's why I think that's why the Halloween mask with William Shatner um, one, it's, it's so bad that it doesn't look like William Shatner. I don't know if they brought the rights to that, because because they sprayed it, it's a little bit different, isn't it? But um, yes. I, I think sometimes in real life there's things that are far if you try to design things it doesn't always work out as well if you can subvert something that's already there i think it can be so much more effective and that really works so so well i mean obviously i get that they've added the costume i guess but like uh, uh so it kind of looks like it could be a halloween costume um but also it's terrifying as well um and it's uh, the 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 full pelt comedic uh, pra- you know like you know because he does get punched and hit and knocked you know quite a lot doesn't he the uh, the um, ghost faced um, he I love all that I love the um, that she always <laughs> Neve Campbell's uh, Sydney will go like you know oh I don't like scary movies it's always like some big busted blonde that's been chased by the guy and he, she, she when she always runs upstairs when it says of running out the front door. Which she does. <laughs> she runs upstairs immediately. Yeah, she, yeah. Like, ah! But then you are. Uh, but she does it because she knows that she has control. Because the door of her closet, if she opens that, that means she can't open the uh, the door to the bedroom. And it kind of that's so clever. And she thinks the dial nine 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 one one in America nine 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 here. Um, I think that's so 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 clever. Um, so I smart. And she is such a fighter, right? That's yes. the other thing, too. Although, you you know, even if you watch it again and again, every time I watch those scenes of the chases, to me, these are some of the best chase scenes I've ever seen in any movie. Yes. So good. Yeah. I There was an extra bit that I hadn't noticed before, whether she she says to Billy, her boyfriend, uh, she she realizes or she suddenly realizes it might have been him that killed her mother. And she goes, oh, my God, because she's looking directly at him. And then she says, oh, my God, again, because Ghostface is actually behind him. So she goes, she has this double moment of. But I think because the eyeline is a little bit subtle on the on the mid shot close ups, 
that you can't see it but um yeah she kind of realizes that oh my god my boyfriend is like the killer oh my god but the actual killer's behind him um and it's a little because di- sh- you can if you rewatch it enough you see this the difference between her reading of those two lines um but there's so many bits i think courtney cox's character is, is absolutely brilliant she's oh just and so different to how we normally see her as well she's just this quite unlikable um spiky character but you are kind of rooting for her the punch that sydney gives her because she's written a book uh how she's playing a journalist courtney is and she's written a book about sydney's mother and she whacks her <laughs> i've forgotten how glorious that is oh such a good scene oh good they're all they're all so so good um i didn't realize it was called scary movie originally rather than scream and then yeah. you get the parody series called scary movie it's but it, it, i think that's slightly it, it, that's why it's a little bit hard to watch the first movie ag- uh, again without to find it scary again because they reenact it so well in um in, in scary movie and so funny and they also reenact a lot of the scenes in i think it's screen three isn't it because they're making a movie of the book uh of yes. the of the of the events of screen one so you feel like now those those scenes have been recreated so many times that you're like oh god i feel like i've it, it's hard to um watch the original without knowing it back to front now but it is still brilliant absolutely brilliant um uh and yeah, I just love them all. Do you have a favourite scene? Do you have a favourite kill in it? Oh, I mean, there's so many, isn't they there? They are all. I think one yeah. of mine is these. The delay. They've Courtney's put a camera in the house where the party. I'd actually forgotten that the the it's all leading up to really just this house party, and there's not like a yeah. big. It's quite simple in that way, but it's so good you don't really notice. But it's just really it. it because it's only over a few days, isn't it? It's kind of like, well, the murders happened. Some people get arrested thinking that it's the kind of they get let out and then they have a party. And it's like, well, that's, that's the leading up to that, isn't it? But she's hidden a camera in the in the house party. But there's a delay back to the uh, uh, VT van, uh, news VT van outside. So uh, I think it's when uh, Sydney runs in and bangs on the door and the cameraman lets her in and... It's okay. He's on. He's on the screen. It's okay because they see him walk across the living room, and then they realize, oh, there's a ten second delay. Look over, and the doors open. It's like, ah, and then he attacks because he's actually caught up with him because there's a ten second lag, which in the world yeah. of like live streaming and Zoom calls, <laughs> I have. I think that's why I like that. It's because it's that that kind of Zoom kind of thing. I, I always find that quite scary. And remember, I was telling you about the pact. The, the movie at the beginning where it's like uh, she's FaceTiming her uh, daughter. It was about 10 years ago. It's way before, you know, become as FaceTime and Zoom's become so well known. And the little girl goes, who's that behind you, mummy? And it still freaks me the hell out, that scene. <laughs> Just watching the trailer, the pact, the pact. I think it's 2009, 2010. Um, uh, maybe, maybe 2011. But uh, yeah, so in uh, it's almost referencing that, isn't it? That you kind of have this... Yep. Uh, uh, technology that's it's far scarier but uh, for who's behind you uh that's my exactly. scene i think um and you know i won't we won't talk about who the killers are in case you or killer or killers or how many people uh whatever but, it may be whatever, whatever it, may be. it may be uh but it is delicious that reveal oh uh and i love that garage door 
The garage oh, door killer yes, scene is my you, favorite. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. Um, like you said, when she's all sassy, oh, please, I want to be in the sequel. I just well, love her sarcastic, the way she's <laughs> so like, oh, are you a killer? Are you going to kill me? Like, I just love that moment. <laughs> Again, she's spicy sassy. as well. She whacks him with some bottles. It's like, it's like, yeah, yeah, Rose, run, Rose, run. Um, yes. I think you can really, it inspires a lot. I think you can see a lot of Buffy in this as well. I think. Uh, I, I, you get, uh, I see a lot of uh, Sarah Michelle Gellar as Buffy coming into this movie. Uh, also, because For obviously sure. Sarah Michelle Gellar's in the. Um, although I apparently, uh, I, I know what you did last summer. Apparently, I know what you did last summer was. I think it's filmed at the same time, but it's released afterwards. It was certainly yep. written. No, it wasn't filmed. It was written before Scream, but it got greenlit quite quickly obviously because of Scream and therefore it came out I think probably the year after and I really love I Know What You Did Last Summer I think that's oh my god I adore it Uh, yeah uh, Yeah. and uh, and there has just one sequel with Scream has had many many and a TV show I never watched the TV show I have to say of Scream Um, I don't know what that's about or what that's to do with I guess that's a whole new bunch of characters isn't it but but I'll have to look into that have you seen it give it a go I I feel like I watched some episodes ages ago but Mm. I should uh I should give her another spin. I should give her another yeah. spin. Uh, a couple other interesting things I found out about this movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the producers, when they presented the mask and they were like, this is ghost spaces, so that the producers were like, that's not really scary enough. So they actually didn't like it. But Wes Craven was like, okay, okay, what we're going to do is we're going to cut. So they literally made the opening sequence to show the producers to be like, no, here is what it looks like. Oh, right. And the producers okay. turned around and said, so sorry, this is fantastic. Yeah. But, which goes to show producers, you know, their ideas. No, in our minds, we saw something different. And then when they saw the product, they were like, oh my God, love it. So yeah. I loved that, that the, the actual people making the movie were like, no, 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 no. We have the vision. We see what is supposed to work here. Um, so they had to convince them and actually show them the, the opening sequence to buy into it, which I loved. And then the other interesting thing, this is from Wes Craven, and this might be a little controversial. And he even, in an interview, here's what he said. In general, Craven said, we didn't mess with the mask at all. It's something we didn't try to change. With Freddy Krueger and the new nightmare, I felt that I probably should have stuck with the original face. We just let Ghostface be Ghostface. It would have been safer not to change Freddy. I'm not going to speculate in public, probably shouldn't have even mentioned it, but you know, sometimes you realize that if something's not broken, don't fix it. And that was the course we took in the screen films. And because I am such a Nightmare on Elm Street fan, to hear him say that, I was like, I agree. I think the original Freddy, the the Mm. book, you know. So I love that with this, he actually went, no, I learned. I learned from that. And if something ain't broke, don't fix it. Let's stay with this mask. I just loved it. Also, I was like, oh, that's very controversial. You're going to talk about, yeah. you know, the afterthoughts of Nightmare on Elm Street. So when I read that, I was yeah. like, oh, my God, isn't that exciting? Yeah. Actually, it's interesting, isn't it? I never thought of it quite in that way. But if you look at Freddy, if you look at Jason, um, and then Jeepers Creepers, and, and uh, I, I know what you did last summer, they're all quite distressed, kind of grimy, um, mm-hmm. dark, but they're kind of very textured looking things. And they're very they're very gritty and grimy and and in the darkness. But 
Scream is kind of the, uh, with the ghost clean. face. Is, very is black very, and white, very, very yeah. clean cut, isn't it? And it's kind of very um, new looking. It's not it's not distressed in any way. I mean, obviously it's tattered because it's supposed to be a costume, but it's, sure. uh, but it's not tattered because it's it's been living in a basement for a hundred years. It's, uh, uh, but I think that's the genius of it because it kind of, I mean, obviously the knife is quite terrifying. So it looks like someone's come up to go trick or treat at your door and then pulls a huge machete out. So I think that's the, that's the scary thing. It's so weird, isn't it? But it works perfectly. So I can understand why the producers probably looked at it and went, mm, that's, mm. that's really, just looks jokey. Pretty simple. Yeah. yeah. And w would it work? But it does work. Also with the humour on top, I think. Um, Agreed. In fact, he does, you know, he'll crash through a window and kind of like, you know, all that. you throw something at him and he'll go, ah! Kind of be, react to it rather than um, yeah. be... Um, and the silence of it is quite spooky as well, I think, apart from the, the, the voiceover. Because um, he never speaks or does anything apart from when he's on the phone. So you're kind of going like, oh, okay. Um, you presume it's Ghostface that's making those calls, but uh, in, in, he doesn't yeah. really do it uh, until the reveals. Uh, just genius. Ah, oh, a complete genius. Uh, and I have to say, though, I don't know whether I thought I'd be watching Scream, or potentially watching Scream 6. What is this now? Nearly 30 years later. Um, 27 years later. Who knew? It would have come back that I much. Love it, I love it though. What a great mm. series. I mean, it's gone on. I love all the sequels. Like you said, the second one, I don't remember all that. I'm with you. But you know what? I remember watching it and being like, yep, this is, I'm it. Like, I'll watch it. I've is found the second one when she's at college, is it the one where they're at the, um, it's the play? Is it the, is the, is it that one? Is oh, that the yeah, second one? the play one. Is it the play one, the second one? I need to. Re I was. I, I was actually going to watch them all in sequence and then go and watch the sixth one. I think I will carry on doing that now because this has kind of inspired me to do it. Going okay, I'm going to watch the other movies because I. I think it's the play. I'm sure it's the play, the second one, uh, and then the because th the the third one is the house, isn't it? So um, uh, yeah, I'm sure it must be. So uh, great. So it's, it's not. That I haven't watched them uh, before. It's just I've not watched them in a while because I've watched them quite a few times. All these movies. So. Yeah, uh, they're so good. They're so good. Um, Patreons, uh, let us know what is your favorite scream. I would be curious to know, yes. horror fans, what which one is your favorite? Which one stands out the most? Um, let us know. I'd be curious. I, I yes. want to know what people like the most. Which ones have the have the best ratings? Um, but I think we can agree we're both lovers of the movies. Love yeah. this movie. Like, very seminal movie, but it's still hilarious. Still a great fun. If you've never watched Scream, do, do, do set down and watch it. One handle the sequels and go and see the new one at the cinema. So here we go. The million dollar question, though, Alison, where in the horror motel, um, where would we put Scream, the original Scream, in, okay. the, in the horror motel? I thought about this. I right. thought about this. And this is where I would check in Scream. Okay. Okay, I want to check Scream into one of the double rooms that is a joined room, okay? Now, I don't know how many of you have stayed in a motel where there is that secret yes. door that goes yes. to the room beside. Normally, if you were, let's say you go away with your parents, they would have the one room and then there would be that joining room, right? So you and your sibling would be in the other room. Now, I've chosen that room, okay? So, And I imagine two beds in the room with that joining door. 
because there's such a creepy element to that. Also, with the idea of all the chasing, I thought, oh, that's another escape route, or that's a way for a killer to get in. I also thought that's a total, like, teenage high school kind of party room, like sneaking boys in so your parents don't hear getting drunk in that side room, mayhem happening. Um, Yeah, so I I thought it's perfect. I love it. And I just find (laughs) rooms like that so creepy. As someone who has to stay in a lot of hotels, Mm. motels, that secret joining, because you're always like, any doors and get what's behind it, not good, is it really? Not good. It's terrifying. And I had a comic friend one time who was on the road in a small town staying in one of these like motels with a joint room. And he said he woke up at 1 a.m., heard the person on the other rows open their door and just a little someone knocked could you imagine someone knocking on the joining room to to me that is so terrifying just the thought of somebody just on the other side of the door i know so that's why i thought i'm putting scream in a double joining room that is where i would put it in the motel I agree with that. I did have another idea. I thought maybe, I almost thought to put Ghostface on reception, uh, answering the housekeeping calls. <laughs> so when people rang up a reception, you know, like, you know, cause we've got that big, you know, thing with the big, like, you know, take the wires out and put it back in there, like, and carry on abroad on reception. And if, so he could answer the phone going, hi, Sydney, do you like scary movies? <laughs> Um, I thought that would be cute. Um, <laughs> but you I think the majority... toilet paper in room 315, no problem. <laughs> like, that's great. <laughs> you want the club sandwich? Okay. <laughs> um, on, um... <laughs> oh, if I do like, I do like. So, yeah, so your part-time job on reception. Um, <laughs> but it might be joining him. But screen... <laughs> So good. That is so good. I, I love I it. I love the it. So yeah, process. sleeps guess, in the double room. Oh, I think you need to write a movie then about um, adjoining, uh, called adjoining rooms. I think we need to do that. If there isn't, hasn't been one, we need to write that horror movie. Because um, that's going to be, that's great. I think um, when you're on the road, do you have any scary on the road stories? I'm trying to think. I, I told the one about the... Um, what seemed to be the noise upstairs. I was staying in a hotel after a burlesque gig and um, it's a very old place and upstairs. if you haven't heard, listened to that episode, I can't remember what episode we talked about this on. Uh, this is episode 12, I think, as well. Oh, well congratulations, by the way. We got to episode 12. Um, We're at episode 12. Yeah, so uh, we, you know, I had a lot of noise upstairs and then I told the owner of the hotel, she was like, there isn't anybody upstairs. That's the attic. And I was like, well, they're freaking clock dancing up there. What the hell was that? But it was a very haunted, post the most haunted um hotel um in in hotel in in the uk in near swindon and i'll have to look up the name of the hotel um i think if you just google most haunted in in swindon where you'll you'll find it boys and girls listen to this uh and it was spooky to say the least but do you have any other uh, hotel apart from our you know what i'm gonna i'm gonna sit on that i'm gonna think and I'm going to try and think of the scariest moments that I've yes. had in motels. I think we did, because I think everybody... In like, our next episode. Yes, next episode. <laughs> because everyone seemed to really react to that really well. So we should have a little think about our most scary... And there are some other scary stories I have, I think. Uh, I'm not talking about dating. 
Uh, uh, (laughs) Just my career. That guy was haunted. It wasn't your fault. He was haunted. Oh, my God. I must stop dating monsters. Um, And, uh, yeah, my career is pretty scary, too. So, anyway, until next time on the Horror Motel, join myself and Alison June Smith as we... We curate and we dissect and we look into and up to the elbow, uh, delve into uh, more horror movies here at the Horror Motel. <laughs> <laughs>